Hey everybody, it's Thursday and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast show. Heck yeah. I'm your host, Jig. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. Yeah. Uh, how you been, fellas? Been alright. Okay. Riff okay. is not trapped inside a robot factory like he was last time. It was oh, a yeah. good robot factory, but they didn't really have anything to eat in there, so I had to leave. Mm. You should have brought some cereal with you, the yeah, way that Hot like Stuff this. did to this podcast, so that he can chomp on cereal <laughs> into the mic. See, we were worried that the sound quality was going to be too good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here to solve that problem. I've probably you know, got like an empty Doritos bag here somewhere I could just crinkle into the mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could like pretend that you were hyperventilating and breathe in and out oh, of a yeah. Doritos bag. Ah, oh, that would be the that would be the most delicious way to stop hyperventilating. Well, wouldn't you get that like uh, what get, the popcorn lung? Yeah, Probably not from just once. <laughs> That's a thing. That yeah, I my grandpa got a bad case of popcorn lung when he was working in the popcorn mine. It was uh, it was pretty Riff, rough. Popcorn lung is a real disease. Yeah, and it is. Uh, and it you're is being incredibly insensitive. Insensitive of you to uh, make a joke. I'm already going to hell. Uh, that's <laughs> probably true, because of all those clowns you killed. <laughs> is that really? They a were sin? asking it for it. Just look at how they were dressed. <laughs> They were asking to be murdered. Now, man, now you're going to hell for being sexist as well as offensive to people who work in popcorn mines. That wasn't a sexist comment. I just don't like how clowns dress. Uh, what have you been up to, Riff? Um, Minecraft, mostly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Would you like to hear more about that? <laughs> Perhaps on another podcast. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured uh, how's your how's your KOL lifestyle? It's uh, it's going well. I'm pretty much done with the thing that I was working on. Uh, it just needs to somebody needs to do the bits that I don't know how to do, and then uh, we need to test it. There was some. Uh, I uh, this is the first time that I've used in our uh, conversation code. This is the first time that I've used. Uh, uh, if has item and also give item and remove item and I'm not a hundred percent certain that I used it correctly so I have to I have to be able to go in and play with that but I couldn't do it yet because the thing that starts the quest uh, I I couldn't implement that because it would have immediately gone out live <laughs> so right sure oh uh, okay I'm sorry, I was yawning because of the, your boring story, Riff. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was just yawning because it's nighttime. It's nighttime here in the City of Angels. Mm-hmm. Nighttime's the right time for yawning? Yeah. And or for yawny. Yawny. Really? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Hey. And for exploring a yoni. <laughs> it loves chachi, you know. <laughs> wow. I uh, have heard that yoni loves chachi. Mm-hmm. That's that's what people yeah, say. Yeah, which is to it. say that the, the the only thing that can please a vagina is Scott Bayo. <laughs> Wait, was Scott Bayo Chachi? Uh I don't think I ever actually saw that show, so I don't I don't know. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Maybe Scott Bayo was somebody else. Yeah, that's a good question. Now I want to know. Okay. Well, you look that up okay. while you eat cereal. Okay. Directly <laughs> into the microphone. You never Eat you. Ne- I've never before seen you just yep. pour yourself a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch and just eat it dry. It's like you were saving it your entire <laughs> life. You had been waiting 
Well, I don't even I don't even like cinnamon toast crunch. I, I know. Yeah, I can't even imagine the last time I ate cinnamon toast crunch. I don't think I've ever had it. I mean, I can understand eating it dry. I don't think I've eaten milk on cereal for like at least a decade. But there's something really, really wrong with you, though, Riff. <laughs> like <laughs> that's right. I eat my cereal cold, right out of the can. <laughs> yep. And then you and then you chase it with just shots of salad dressing. Yes. It's a very particular salad yeah, dressing. Yeah, wow. Riff. Not just any salad dressing. In Scott my defense. Bayo. Yep. Nice. Scott Bayo versus the world. <laughs> uh, well, do you guys want to answer some questions about the Kingdom of Loathing browser-based internet role-playing multiplayer game? Okay. In multiplayer internet browser-based role-playing game. Do I have to say internet? Yeah, Browser sure. kind of implies internet. Uh, or somebody reading a newspaper. Yeah. Or, or like looking around DRM. in a bookstore. Jesus right. Christ. I'm trying to stop people from pirating KOL. <laughs> Uh, let's see if there is anything. It would in. be weird if we discovered that somebody had somehow gotten all of the code and was running their own private server. Like they do for WoW. Yeah. It would be. Seems like we would find out about that, though. I mean, I have a Google alert set up for every word that we have ever written into <laughs> any piece of KOL text. <laughs> so I would definitely see that. Uh, someone else and Takenoko have both uh, sent me messages about uh, how I was mostly right about the way that Japanese phonemes work, but then kind of wrong because N counts. N is a weird uh, exception case. What was it that you had said? <clears throat> yeah. Well, that I thought that uh, like Japanese words were primarily constructed of just like consonant vowel pairs, mm-hmm. where the consonant came first. And apparently that is broadly true, except there are except standalone for the N's. N's. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then the, yeah, I got a, got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting stuff about it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, someone else, and Takenogo. Now I'm I think you mean arigato. Kevin sent arigato me a text message with magical Japanese runes in it the other That's day. That's true. Yeah, I sent him a Hadouken. We just uh, we we just discovered the emoji keyboard on <laughs> yeah. our iPhones, and so now we're just being super obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm being a teenage Japanese girl. Basically, which mm-hmm. if that's obnoxious to you, then so be it. It is crazy how fast you can type with your thumbs. That's true. And how much I paid for your panties. <laughs> <laughs> Child says, I'm an idiot who needs to prove himself. Either that or I want something to do next time I come to con. Jick, what's the restaurant you went to recently that serves fugu? Well, it, it, it was Blowfish Sushi to Die For, which is their, that's <clears throat> their joke. Because haha, you'll die because it's poison, idiot. Uh, but it's not where con is. It's, it's, in, it's in San Francisco. It's a 19th and Bryant, yeah. and if you go, get the uh, here's, dessert. here's what I would suggest that you do. Yeah, skip uh, dinner. First, drink an entire pot of green tea, and then for dessert, get a green tea cheesecake with green tea ice cream on top. Wow. They, uh, they garnish all of their desserts with these, oh, it's so cool. these amazing like geometric coils of spun honey. Whoa. Uh, so they're just like little little spirals of awesome. sugary goodness. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. The, like, man, uh, this place. Uh, our, buddy, uh, our buddy who lives here says that he does not believe that their practices are environmentally responsible. Yeah, but they like, just go in there and eat dessert, which that doesn't have any Sure. I mean, because it's like they fly in fish from Japan, like, daily, right? Is, yeah. the, is their <clears throat> I mean, deal. you'd have to, probably... Fugu isn't any good frozen. Mm. 
I mean, you could catch some fish locally. Like, we are on the coast, so that's like koi, possible. Like, if they served koi or, like, filth mackerel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty sure we have plenty of that. Sewer trout. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I just always assume that anything that comes out of the ocean is fucking gross. Because everything you I've ever seen beach. come out of it is fucking you gross. You hate going to the beach because it's, like, covered in, like... Weeds and it's just covered in rotting smells bad biomass. Like I would love, I would love going to the beach if I were a zerg or if I were some sort of like a like a black pudding or something. Where what I wanted was just to absorb a bunch of decaying flesh. If I was a uh, carrion crawler, if I was was a rust monster, I would want to go inland a little bit to where the salt air had been fucking up cars. Have have you ever been to like Hawaii or anywhere where there's like really pristine, beautiful beaches? Uh, I went to a really, really, really nice beach in Aruba when I went okay. on the Joko cruise last year, and I left that beach saying like, "Man, I don't even like beaches, but that beach fucking ruled." Okay, it was all it was all. Uh, there seemed to be a lot of Belgian tourists there and Dutch were they drinking beer Dutch tourists there were yeah there was a there was a little restaurant that sold beer I had a, okay. I think I had a uh, a local Aruban beer whose name I don't remember Curacao yes it was Curacao that is not beer and uh, I'm island. pretty sure it's from Curacao <laughs> and not Aruba it's just a guess was it uh, British Virgin Isles mm-hmm. yeah it was an IPA how about Trinidad and tobacco. Yeah, I smoked some Trinidad tobacco, <laughs> which is what they call weed. All right. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, also, a thing I've realized that I enjoy about the new class challenge pass is that the skills have a variety of combat messages and the blood-curdling scare you provide by curdling your enemy's blood. Uh, are there more combat messages within the purview of the new class skills revamp? And if not, are they na- are there now? Yeah, that is the thing that I actually have often thought would be a really productive use of Scully's time if I just just varying up yeah if I just made the skills I took out the hard coded messages for using the skills and then just made them I mean a lot of those were coded when we did not yet have the the sort of like generalized processing of tenses and and cases and stuff that right that uh, we didn't even have the word bucket thing yeah your opponent blah 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 yeah your opponent open bracket apostrophe close bracket s open brace apostrophe close brace um yeah yep it's pretty good but yeah no that is that is definitely a thing that will happen either way like either as part of the skill revamps or whatever are men singular or plural uh in what sense? In the KOL. Oh, uh, yeah. Men, men are singular and women are plural. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that says a lot about the sort of you know dual nature of our minds. Okay. <laughs> um, the the sort of fluidity of thought that that women enjoy. I guess they enjoy it. Um, one of them does. So right, that's that's one issue. Uh, sometimes the brackets mean uh, singular and the braces mean plural, and sometimes the brackets mean boy and the braces mean fatty (laughs) Um, wow and I don't remember which case is which in general stuff that's handled by the fight parse function is singular plural Uh, if you use the genderize function you can base it on whatever you want it assumes player gender unless you pass it something else so a lot of item messages Mm. call genderize with quantity as the as the argument because with with gender, male is one and 
female is two. Is me? Yeah, and so it's basically it just genderized checks for one or not one, right? So zero would, would also work or whatever. But with quantities, that works because one is you, singular and everything else is plural, right? Including zero, although that shouldn't use item code I have should zero never get chairs. called with a zero. Yeah, I have one chair. I have no chairs. You know, say I don't have a chair. Yeah, I mean, you could say I have no chair. Yeah. Yes, we have no bananas. But you wouldn't say yeah. I have zero chair, right? No is kind of a no is kind of a different construct okay. yeah, than that's true. than the number representing none. Uh, Richard Baby Four Thousand says, "I just made it through the new level ten quest, and it is much better than before. I love the new giants and revamped art. In particular, the posters for the furry giant and the raver giant's rooms made me chuckle. I was surprised that there wasn't an otaku giant, given the size of that fandom and the many quirks it has. Were there any other groups slash fandoms you considered but rejected? Let us let us look and see which other groups we considered and rejected. I suggested bikers, either bicyclists or motorcyclists or both. Yeah." So, yeah, propose new giants. So everybody except Riff proposed new giants. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the ones that I proposed were vegan giant, jock giant, punk giant. Um, Mr. Skullhead proposed steampunk giant, renaissance giant, roller derby giant, hipster giant, neckbeard giant. And Hot Stuff proposed biker giant, new age giant, straight edge giant, and then suggested that... Uh, bodybuilders replace jocks. So we were all, we all got represented in yeah. that. I think we also, I, I eventually switched from vegan to foodie. Right. Uh, just, I'm not entirely sure why. It was, you were talking about how the vegans, too, it was too close to the hippies. Because the they were already vegan. Like the vegans vegan and jocks were too close yeah. to hippies and frat boys. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, roller derby giants. I don't know. I mean, you know, Mr. Skullhead could probably write a burlesque giant that hmm. everybody would think was great because people get that, I guess. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure there's a lot of Everybody funny... that's into burlesque would think it was great. Yeah. We saw, I saw like a comedy burlesque routine that was pretty great. Oh, yeah. Last year when we were here, that, yeah, the girl who was like the clumsiest stripper. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Which that was hilarious. Funny. Uh, but I wouldn't. I don't know that I would want to try to see a burlesque show that was just trying yeah, to be sexy. That was There's, real. Yeah. <clears throat> there are some like parody burlesque shows. I saw some somewhere. sort of thing where there were just like topless girls with stormtrooper helmets. Yeah, Star. Dancing. It's like that, a Star yeah, Wars. Like, man, whatever. Like. A, well, but if it's you know, if it's if they've got funny songs and they do funny like skits, that's about Star Wars. That's cool. Yeah, I. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. In general. Like it's it's just it's just weird. you don't like to objectify women. I think maybe I don't. I don't like to objectify women who are in the same room as me. Like, <laughs> okay. See, I don't mind like treating a picture of a naked woman as an object because it is. Okay. And I guess you're supposed to be able to be like, damn, look at them fine ass titties, and that not be objectifying women. What about a fourteen-year-old Mexican girl? That's fine. Okay. That's fine because that's it's okay to objectify children, just not <laughs> just not women, right? And so, well, yeah, okay. I mean, you have to be uh, eighteen to be uh, legally uh, a person, right? Yeah. Uh, Electric Bolter says, "Oh man, I I, I woke up uh, the other day uh, with a thing that I wrote down in my notes 
uh, a bolt action rifle that is called a bolt action rifle because it fires bolts of lightning. <laughs> and I, so I wrote that down with a lot of other dumb ideas. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, even waking up, even waking up with a bunch of. I know. I woke up with the best yeah. item of the month idea today. I was today. just going to say, <laughs> let's let's let, should we should we tell people? Uh, Hello, we might sure. have to, we might end up using it someday. Yeah. We're spoiling uh, we're spoiling that the next item of the month is a Librum, I guess, by because I was trying to come up with a Librum idea, but uh, yeah, I woke up and I was like, I got it, the Librum of different colored pieces of string, uh, <laughs> and. You can wrap them around your finger to remind you to things. remind you of different buffs. Right. Uh, you could maybe s- sort of strangle your opponent with them as a combat item, or you could combine them to weave the destiny of your opponent. Or fly a kite. Who's turned out? It turns out his destiny is getting set on fire by right. the red strings, or being peed on by the yellow strings. <laughs> Uh, Electric Bolter says, Dear Jick Riff and Hot Stuff, Holidays are an integral part of the Kingdom of Loading. Integral? Uh, that said, challenge paths have been presented, uh, prevented from taking part in Feast of Boros since it would make runs centered around it unbeatable for the rest of the path. Labor Day, on the other hand, has not been nerfed for challenge paths and creates an issue for Age of Jarl's Barkley because it fell so early in the season. With three-day hardcore runs being very tight based on turn gen and ten extra adventures could be the difference between a three- and four-day run. Is it fair for Labor Day to impact the challenge path? I don't know, man. I don't know that... The question is fair or not. I mean, everybody has access to the same holiday, right? Um, I guess. I mean, I think it is not so tight. There were no three-day hardcore runs that I'm aware of. It is not so tight that 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 ten turns will make an unassailable difference, right? Whereas the extra fullness in in Feast of Boros could potentially. Did Star Trek Next Generation ever have a Christmas episode where they made a pun based on holiday holodeck? Uh, I don't know. Do, Not do to my think, knowledge. They I, don't, I don't know that they ever. I don't think they had holidays, right? Like, because had had they had know? evolved past that. Yeah, and oh. sexism. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Yeah, they had evolved past Patrick Stewart not wearing super goofy vacation clothing. <laughs> um. Richard Baby 4000 says, Your hatred of truck nuts is well known, but how would you rank the following terrible car items in relation to them? Calvin peeing on anything, the shocker hand gesture, mudflap girls arranged in lesbian ways, a blue ribbon that says, support pussy. Wow. Okay, so I think I actually kind of like a blue ribbon that says, support pussy. Because, <laughs> I mean, I would see a support ribbon and think, ah, man, yeah. fucking causes. Right. But then I would see that it was a joke and think, oh, okay, that I can get behind that. The other day, mudflap girls. I like I like a mudflap girl. The other day, Lyker and I were theorizing about the truck that we would own if either of us owned a truck, and I was thinking about it would have a license plate that would just say truck. Uh huh. It would have a a uh, if it was a Ford, it would have a Chevy decal and vice versa. It would have Calvin peeing on Calvin peeing in sort of a yin-yang rotation. And okay. it would have uh, a three-ball truck nuts. Huh. Yeah. Where would you get a three-ball truck nuts? You'd probably have to make it. You'd probably have to, to cut up one and attach it to another one. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I've never seen uh, the shocker hand gesture. Yeah, I don't know what that is, actually. <clears throat> I um, was it the, like the the rock, is that the shocker? No, it's one in the 
pink, two in the... It's one in the pussy oh. that you support. and No, two in the pussy that you support, and one in the stink that emanates from your truck nuts. Huh. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what makes me feel... <laughs> whenever I see, like... Uh, a girl's truck, like a like there. I grew up around a fair number of like self-identified cowgirls, right? Who were like, yeah, look at me and my big truck. And they would maybe have a they would have a decal on the back window of their truck that said ninety percent angel, ten percent bitch, which was a pretty good sign to me that they are actually just a hundred percent bitch because <laughs> I don't think that that's really a thing that you can be ninety percent angel, ten percent bitch. Ten percent is enough. <laughs> like it's a one drop of blood theory. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I could say that I am ninety percent nice guy and ten percent asshole, but that makes me an asshole. Like, that's <laughs> what it is. Nobody is an asshole all the time. You you don't have time for that. Hmm. Uh huh. The shocker, though. Yeah, I don't know. I could like a Vulcan, like a Vulcan shocker, live long and put an extra one in the stink. <laughs> Good. Locator says, I'm really glad the sea is finally getting finished up. The parts of the new content that I've experienced so far are great additions. I did have a question. Would it break things if the snorkel could be used as an air supply for the briny deeps? Uh, What? That would be like making love out of nothing at all. It'd give newbies a bit of a leg up for obtaining fish meat and their first access to fishy buffs. Uh, Clearly, trying to go any deeper with the snorkel wouldn't be realistic and it'd be necessary to switch to scuba gear. I mean, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be broken. It would... It would require a, touching a whole bunch of stuff. That's that was something I wasn't sure was whether that would be easily coatable. On the flip side, I do think that, especially now that you can get uh, scuba gear in run or the the, the old scuba gear in run, um, changing the Dolphin King's map to allow you anything that gives you underwater breathing to work with that. Mm-hmm. Because we've had at least one bug report that was... Yeah, I, I see, I think I would rather change the Dolphin King's map to, like... To not exist. Well, no, to be, like, a like an Uncle P's map kind of thing, right? Well, like, sure. to, be, to be a little content-rich quest sure. rather than... Just a single little puzzle. Yeah, because yeah, those are so not something that we would do now. Sure. You know? Or if we did, we would do them so... Literally? Like, yeah, like it just it just wouldn't be a thing, right? I mean, like the idea of like an item behaving differently if you have a different item, right? It's not right. like we wouldn't we wouldn't put that out there as like, oh, this is a quest or something, right? It would just be like, oh, this is one of thousands of items. Whereas in right. the beginning, like that, you know, it was like the only thing that wasn't the haunted pantry, right? <laughs> okay. The only thing that implied you could go anywhere else. Hmm. And it's weird. Was the haunted pantry the first zone? Yes. No, maybe Cobb's Knob. Did that exist before Town did? Was Town a thing? Town wasn't a thing. No, I mean it. There was. The way that you the way that you can tell is find the things whose icons are eighty by eighty instead of a hundred by a hundred. Oh. Uh, and so some stuff in Town used to be like that. It, um. Yeah, the the Demon Market, the Haunted Pantry. Uh, Cobb's Knob, the Meatsmith, were among the first handful of things before okay. there was a main map, right? When it was just when the main screen was just icons of places you would go, <clears throat> like Doctor Seuss. Yeah, 
Uh, Freeman says, a few shows ago you mentioned that you could add more information to the Ascension Logs. Would you consider adding optional quest completion percentage? For sake of ease, you would only need to add quests that unlock before level 13 and are available to everyone, like Nemesis, Gord, Liver, etc. Uh, you could then add 100% quest completion leaderboard for Speed Ascenders, which would encourage people to explore all the content rather than skip it. Hmm. Uh, well, that... 100% quest completion leaderboard would not be for speed ascenders, right? right. It would be a different... And it would not, also be one of those things that would just get harder and harder as we add more Yeah, plus not all that. optional quests are available in a given run. Right? Well, I mean, he's suggesting only including things that are, but then that is a complicated yeah, constraint to have to work around. Yeah, yeah that sounds know? like a complicated coding task. The moon sign quests are weird. because It's not like a coding task. Ta- it's it's, it would not be complicated to code. It would be complicated to make decisions about how to handle it. Okay. And it's one of those things where the decisions would, like, would undoubtedly be unable to satisfy a significant portion of the people who were interested in the thing. Would the Dolphin no King's what. map count as a side quest? I mean, I don't think so, right? Because it's not... Hmm. Yeah. Only things that ha- are in the quest tracker... <laughs> Only things that have so quest log entries. Eleven yeah, or no, twelve. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Looking back through old challenge pass, you seem to have a thing against familiars. Most, uh, most either limit or uh, eliminate what you can use. Uh, is this intentional, or do you just not like familiars? It's just that that is such a huge possibility space that I think people like not having to deal with it hmm. in runs. It um, also gives us a lot more flexibility to like restore things that familiars would do like give you tons of item drops or meat drops yeah, or as, whatever as skills that you yeah. get or, or whatever right it just it's not like because familiars are such an immense source of power yeah in order to compensate for this I had the idea for a beastmaster theme challenge path where you could only equip a sword and pants and all other slots you equip familiars and to make <laughs> it more flavorful you could only use skills with animals or familiar types and their names or descriptions I just wondered what you thought of this that's kind of good like Figuring out a way to have a path where you could have multiple familiars. The imagine having them all be like ferrets would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like why why uh, why even give you the the pants and the sword? Just equip a familiar in every slot. Well, because Mark Singer had pants and a sword. They were they weren't much of a pants, were they? Wasn't it kind of just a loincloth? Dude, I don't know. Uh, Lord Hack says, hey, Jake Riffin Hot Stuff, on an earlier radio show, you were talking about how you don't think thieves and rogues in KOL have a real good feel, and that people seem to think disco bandits are the best class. I kind of wonder if changes to resting will make other classes a bit more popular, but with the lack of an influx of new players, you probably won't have that data for a long time. Oh. Anyway, I thought of some abilities that seem roguish that might work in the kingdom and wanted to see what you thought about some of them, either for Sneaky Peter or the class revamps, or just to see if any theme, any, see if they theme thiefy to you. That's... That was a good sentence. <laughs> One, dodging attacks <clears throat> is something Moxie classes do. So how about some skills like that? Maybe a passive that lets you do a little damage every time you dodge an attack. It would speed up combats at Moxie classes and be cool. Or a skill that's massive D-leveled or something else pretty powerful in combat uh, that refunds the MP cost if the next attack is dodged. Uh, is this sort of stuff possible in the game? And if so, is it a good idea? That MP cost refunding thing, that seems like like an idea that Scully would have and then that I would just say like I don't want to deal with having to do that yeah I suggested <laughs> something that was like half price skills and you're like uh, yeah it, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually really like that 
doing damage yeah, when like you a dodge an attack thing. Sort yeah. of thing. That's that's pretty good. Uh, two, plus non-combat has always been used to represent the sneaking around bit of being a thief class, but what about some other mechanics? Would a daily limited skill to, say, throw a smoke bomb that acted as a free runaway be too powerful? Hmm. What about tricking a monster into leaving for a while as some sort of banish? Muscle classes uh, hit things with weapons till they die, and mist classes nuke them with spells. Seems like moxie classes should be able to avoid and outsmart fights to begin with. But since that's just so powerful in KOL, is it just not an option? I mean, that's the thing, like... We've thieves, tried a bunch thieves of are powerful because the way that we themed thieves are well they get a lot of items and they are more likely to get non-combats and since every progression thing in the game is centered around either items or non-combats <laughs> like that's why they got so popular we've tried backstab as a thief skill we've tried a bunch of like uh combat skills for accordion thieves in various incarnations yeah. and nothing has really stuck <clears throat> I mean, backstab we could probably pull off. Now, I fucking hate Moxious Maneuver. Right. And every time I design, I'm like getting rid of Moxious Maneuver, JLE is like, me, 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 you can't do that, you crimbo. Yeah, that accent he has is kind of... <laughs> yeah, I don't even, like, you're British, man. South you, Park This accent. is just a put on. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> sort of Muppet. Yeah. Anyway, apparently... High-level Moxie classes are unplayable against scaling monsters without Moxious Maneuver. It's the and only thing they can do to I say, make enough, do enough damage to kill I say fi to that. I mean, I always... I. What about just, like, uh, you know, de-levelers, and you, you de-level it down until you can hit it, and then you kill it regularly? Well, that was how I always dealt with it. If things are sufficiently high above your level... You don't have time within the thirty level, hmm. thirty round fight structure to do that. They usually don't, though. You, yeah, well, I feel well, like we don't generally scale things that well, high. Okay, but so then, even then, if you can hit it, you might not be able to do enough damage to it hmm. to kill it if it has a bunch of hit points. Right. So, uh, so I mean, yeah, and so what we what I always tried to do was all right. So backstab is a thing that you can do instead of pickpocketing. That oh, right. just does a percentage of the monster's HP as damage, and then they'll be like, "Fuck, fuck you! I want to pickpocket on my monster's maneuver. It's the only way to kill anything." <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Maybe but he I, should see a doctor. I've gotten really, really good at doing an impression of a British man. <laughs> um, what What's weird is that he actually cannot speak. Uh, he communicates entirely by very, very rapidly pressing the keys on a piano to emulate a human voice, <laughs> but that's what it sounds like. It's, uh, it's, it's eerie. Yeah. There was some... I think it was a... I think maybe it was one of the William Gibson, like maybe the San Francisco trilogy, where he talked about uh, this, like, cyberspace lord who had a voice synthesis program that his voice was entirely made out of just representative samples of like crunching leaves and wind blowing and stuff so it was mm. like Weird. identifiable as human speech but sounded like yeah like, natural phenomenon that was all uh, that was always how i kind of imagined uh uh but, bees uh the guy made of bees talks hmm just by buzzing yeah and it modulates in such a way that it kind of sounds like talking 
Uh, Lord Hat continues. Three, combat items kind of seem like a thing Moxie classes would use. Heroes like Batman are always finding new and inventive ways to use what they have on hand to their advantage, but the only skill I can think of that interacts with them is Funk Slinging. Uh, what about a skill that gave you a chance of retaining a combat item after it was used? Maybe finding it after the fight is over, or like Postmancery that summoned a couple random powerful combat items. Or maybe some utility belt sort of skills that didn't require any MP but could only be used once per fight, like Noodles. If you could, like, as an accordion thief, you could just periodically steal some bomb accordions. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, the problem with combat items is that it is impossible to make them worth using. Right, because you don't... Without you, making, like, like one-hit kills, yeah. Well, or even then, I mean, what, what if it's a one-hit kill that someday you can, you know, trade for a hand job during a world event or something, right? Like, <laughs> Nobody ever wants to get rid of any items, and so it's... We've got to stop giving away hand jobs as part of the world events. I think, exchange, that's, I yeah, think that would solve that problem. Hand jobs in yeah. exchange for photo-proto-neutron torpedoes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for reading and discussing my ideas and holding a kick-ass radio show once a week in addition to a sweet free game. Oh, once a week, huh? Thanks, buddy. I'm just kidding, Lord Hack. Thanks for being a, thanks for being a sweet bro. Guggerbunk says, hey, Jake, two questions. Do you have any plans to add stuff to the Dungeons of Doom? An altar to pound offer corpses on would be nice. <laughs> pound corpses. Uh, I've got lots of ideas, but I know, how you, uh, I know how you are about taking content suggestions. What is that supposed to mean? You don't want to take content suggestions from the players in general. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Um, <laughs> d- the Dungeons of Doom have so fucking much going on in them already. Right. And, like, yeah, you could keep... You could keep making NetHack jokes until you had a game that was as complicated as NetHack. You don't think that's a good idea? I mean, it is. So <laughs> what would be great, I think, is if we if we just implemented NetHack yeah, I mean, in KOO. Just put in then, like a, a web front end to a, a NetHack client. Right well, but there. then we also implemented KOL within that version of NetHack oh. and then just went recursive. Right. Okay. It'd be like it'd be like playing uh, a game of magic with nothing but a deck full of Sherazads. Sherazads and raging rivers. Yeah. Is is NetHack open source? Yeah. We'll just add those uh, six new classes to it. <laughs> Which six? The, uh, our our six. I was kidding. Jesus oh. Christ, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Second question, are you revamping level 11 next? If so, what kinds of things are you going to look at tweaking? I want to make a whole new uh, hidden city. Um, I want so that you to, have to visit two make of them. I want to make the uh, that would be a tale. Yeah, I want to make <laughs> the desert and oasis even more annoying. No. Um, I would like to make the qu- the quest progression uh, sort of uh, like right now. I think it's a little too straightforward. It's a little too easy <laughs> to articulate to a new player exactly what their next step should be. So here is here is the thing that I actually very much want to do. I want at like level, we 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 had this idea on the conf, on the last conference call that I actually like quite a bit, which is like you once you get to level three, you get a K mail from Lady Spooky Raven that's mm-hmm. like I need you to come and finger my ghost. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for you in the kitchen. And then you go to there, and then you find her, and then she's like, oh, sorry, I had to go to the library to read a book about getting fingered better. And then uh, she's like, I'll call you later. And then when you level up to the appropriate point to do that, then she sends you another K-mail. 
and then you do, like we just do a we make a quest that leads you on a to merry chase through Spooky Raven, so that when level eleven rolls around and you're supposed to get into the 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 wine cellar, it is just a matter of finding is clicking on the book that's that's pointed out in the library. Yeah, right. We could do similar for the pirates too, I guess. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like that, what I was the 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 other idea that I very much like is. You need to go find a pirate to finger. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yar, I be, I be Captain Matey Blimey. <laughs> and uh, I sure could use a finger banging. Matey Blimey. <laughs> yep. Uh, come to me island. <laughs> anyway, so... Right, so uh, because we're egalitarian, right? It's not just about finger banging ladies. It's also sure. about finger banging fellas. Yeah. Live fellas and undead and, and ladies. Dead ladies. Well, yeah. yeah, but that's you know, it's, it's got a folklore grounding. Okay. You know, like you never, you never. When you hear it, like sleep paralysis is always about a ghostly lady holding you down and making you finger bang her, not, not like a fat dude sitting on you. <laughs> that like, oh, I can't move because there's a fat dude sitting on my hand. <laughs> right. That's nobody ever says that in a in a primitive tribe. <laughs> they don't have a word for hand. <laughs> um, You've anyway. also never seen a fat person. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, right now there are a number of things that I don't like: uh, fat Jews, <laughs> dead um, ladies. Okay, right now there are a number of things that I don't like. I don't like that the first you ever hear about the island is. Never. <laughs> right? Like, you see it on the map, but you can't get there until you just do some random yeah, shit. Yeah, because what the fuck? Like, what? How How do you figure out that you need to go to the shore and do the trips? You don't. Nothing like, ever. What? T- like, huh? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, so I mean, you, wa- you might so, wander, w- randomly wander to the shore, but you're never going <clears> to <throat> do so many trips there that you'll find out randomly that... Maybe yep. if you maybe if there was a list of all the eventual prizes for doing that, that would be a thing. But so, hmm. what I would like is for there to be a quest that you get at say level six or something that a hippie comes and he's like, "Hey, man, I need you to help me with some stuff, man." Like, I'd like you to help wow, start man. this war. <laughs> no, but but like he he just you know you just get a quest that like spend ten turns fashioning helping a the guy build a canoe right. So that you could oh I swam here I smoked my boat or whatever right like <laughs> it was a banana and pot leaf boat. Oh man, that's great! I made a boat out of banana peels, but then I smoked them all. So you have to help me make another boat. See, this shit writes itself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then you go over there, and so like there is a there is a way that the game tells you via some animated thing that flashes at you. Hey, you like got a new ad. You got a new quest to go over to the island. To so go buy some. A first time player is going to do that and is going to find out about shit. the island. So then we do we do uh, some. We divide the hippie camp into a town and the frat house into a town, you know, which is still just a building. But then use those, they just change when it is time to start the war. I see. As opposed to, like, becoming an entirely different thing than they were. Would the island always be large like it is? 
maybe. Yeah, could you go to those subzones early? Well, I mean, I think there would maybe not there? there would maybe not be anything there, or there would just be a there would just be a a, a foreshadow there. <laughs> but just do that like we would do something now. Like if we were adding an island full of content to the game, it wouldn't be like three zones one of which expands into a zone that encompasses nine levels of shit, right? So, like, hmm. you get a dude waving at you to go to the island at, like, level six, and then at level eight or nine or something, you get you get a quest, which is not the level 11 quest. You just get a quest to become a, a crewman on the pirate ship, right? And then we make it so all of the zones on the pirate ship are about the same level, except below decks so that again getting the level 11 quest is just go back to this place that the game has already sent you to use this password to get right. into this door that you couldn't get into before yeah um yeah like that's that is and and that is going to take a really long time right like there's there is a lot to these things that we and they're like fairly fundamental changes like making it so all of the zones on the pirate ship are like level 8 and all of right. that stuff happens as a different as part of a different quest you know but i i'm pretty convinced that that's the right way to go about it i'm pretty convinced that the way to fix the level 11 quest is to make less stuff explicitly part of the level 11 quest hmm Right, because right now the level eleven quest—if you hadn't ever done, if you didn't prep anything for it—which prepping stuff for it is part of gameplay, and I get that, and I want to preserve that for the speed game. Right. But I want the prepping it to be something that the game encourages you to do at an appropriate level. Hmm. Right. So you know, just making it so it's the 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 level eleven quest does not consist of a bunch of progressions from level four to level nine. Yeah. Right. Those are the kinds of things that I'm looking at tweaking. Uh, Raijin Neely says, Saucerer, Bad Moon, Black Cat Run at Naughty Sorceress. Thoughts? More seriously, Saucerous, Bad Moon at Naughty Sorceress in general. Do you think it's okay that the best strategy be farm up a ton of moxie? Only one weak chef staff. Literally impossible to make all but the plus 25% one. Pretty sure ultimate legendary epic weapon is better. No potions or sauce spheres. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We should just make sorcerers better. We should make we should do class revamps that make it so every class is cool significantly better at combat than it is. Yeah, when it's in, just when it is in class skills. like and everything just feels power because there are so much shit like you know, it's okay for us to do it's not okay. This is I I actually regret this misstep. But like the divine favors, right? Right. Those are just huge kablamo damage in combat because dealing huge damage in combat is not broken in this game because the the meta game is the hard game here not the combat game so why is combat hard for new people it just shouldn't be well you don't have access to a bunch of stuff right but what i'm saying is out of the box classes should be able to kick ass in the same way that, like, one of the driving philosophies of KOL to begin with is getting items is fun, so here, have a fuckload of items, mm-hmm. right? Like, kicking stuff's ass is fun. Being beaten up and wasting <laughs> here's turns a bunch of ass. resting is not fun. It's like, here, here's some ass, and here is some feet. Right. Now kick it. 
Uh, edit, do you think the game would be better off without the combat modifier mechanic? What mechanics would you do away with if you were to make KOL 2? I do, actually. Um, I think that what I would do if I were making KOL 2 is I would do basically what we tried to do with Word Realms, which is that every adventure that you spend is a fight. Right. And there's just stuff non-combats are stuff that happens after fighting. And so it's not like you know, and you can you can have items that make it, you know, you're more likely to be able to, you know, pick some flowers to make potions with after a fight if you've got the flower picking nose plugs installed or whatever. But but yeah, yes. Generally, yes. Um Although, that's just making the game even more about violence. And maybe the reason that KOL got popular in the first place is because there was no violence. <laughs> I don't think so, because like maybe a month after I made the first version of KOL, I was like, this game needs some fucking violence, because this shit is boring. There was nothing to do here. Were you trying to make a game that had no fighting? No. Okay. I was just like, I don't... It did not immediately occur to me how to do multi-round fights... And then it did occur to me, and I was like, oh, of course. Did you have single round fights up to that point? I had made a system that was just a generalized, like, this is a monster, this is you, have it, like, like I mean, basically it was fucking Legends of Zork, only, huh. and I was like, immediately understood how fucking unacceptable that is, <laughs> and <laughs> did away with it. fun it is. Yeah. Like, uh, Squin says, I know the giants in the castle all have beards, but I've always looked at their beards as gaping, oversized mouths, screaming, yawning, etc. I can't be the only one who sees them this way, right? The new art does make things a little clearer as beards, but I still like to think they're mouths because I find that image way more entertaining. Thanks for releasing a bunch of new art and making me laugh. No. Man, I was having some... I was having some... I was having a crisis. And then Hot Stuff used his magical photographer skills to fix my... To fix my so scanning. Yeah. Dantron tests. Man. Was that it just was defaulting gross. to a weird histogram or other photographic <sighs> no. term? It the previous scanner software on Windows XP had been doing some kind of auto correction that used a custom gray curve thing, a color curve. I don't even know what to call it. It's like some sort of curve in the grayscale channel that translates input colors to output colors. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just like shortening certain contrast ranges and expanding other contrast ranges, you know. Um but the new automated settings were just not at all right and so the yeah. art looked real goofy. I'm surprised that they were it was set on document in the prior version. It because, might not have been. Oh. Like oh, okay. It really might not have. Hmm. I just I don't know. Um yeah. Happy Wednesday, says Canifier40. Are we getting another Wednesday watery work before March Madness ends? Is there a leech in the new content? Leeches are awesome. Underwater bugbears? Bugbears are awesome. Adventuring underwater is awesome. You know you want to. Uh, uh, no to the Wednesday update, probably. Yeah, I don't think so. It's th This one is much, much bigger yeah. than the previous. Is, this is like the biggest single content dump that will happen um as part of the c as part of the c stuff yeah and so i i hope that i can get it done by friday yeah. i might 
I might end up working Saturday and rolling stuff out on Saturday instead. Because it is, like, some of it was not even broadly conceptualized until last night. Uh, Yesterday there was sort of an epiphany. Like, the act of deciding to go drink beer with Hot Stuff and discuss what was going to happen in this zone caused me to immediately have an idea. So then the meeting became about fleshing out that idea. And it is fleshed out and partially coded and yeah there's I hope it's fun that's a that is a question yeah yeah we'll find out yeah me too um but if it's not fun the other side will be simpler sure and although not necessarily both there's two branches through this content and they're both kind of puzzly um but one of them eh, they're probably about as equally easy to brute force too you know? Interesting. Huh. Well, okay. Yeah, anyway, there's a bunch of shit in there from 2009. Uh, all, basically, all of the art, except the new item drops, is already done, which is nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and people will be amazed at the timestamps on those images. <laughs> Once again. Uh, so there's some weird behavior with the haggling semi-rare. It gives you 50 turns of fishy, which is normal, but if you don't have fishy when you get it, it consumes two adventures instead of using one turn of your fishy buff. Is this expected behavior? No, it is not surprising. Yeah, I mean, because you don't... You don't have fishy until it's already deducted the adventures, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you spend an adventure to gain what you get from the adventure. Right. Right, so you have spent the number of adventures it would take. Um, what was up with that mime tweet the other day? I, I, I shouldn't have... I should have not done it on the KOL account. I just knew that it would reach a wider audience. That way, it's just a joke that I thought of. And I thought it was funny. It was not foreshadowing a world event. And I realized fucking April totally, Fool's Day is coming totally up. Totally foreshadowing the yeah, world event. Like, damn it. <laughs> didn't mean anything i just thought it was funny i just thought it was a funny joke about the watchmen and mimes uh how goes on development of the summer challenge path bugbear invasion 2 electric boogaloo it it uh is what it is good yeah yeah scully is still scully's chugging along um and it's like basically figured out at this point and it's just which is great because it's way ahead of time. So it's just going to be a matter of like implementing the things that Scully can't do in the Spindlers and then drawing a bunch of stuff and then right. you know, making sure it's fun. Which doesn't really matter if it's fun, right? It's, it, <laughs> well, it's just, it's additional content, right? So, I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter. It mattered, like, for people who enjoy KOL, Bugbear Invasion was fun, right? Because it was more and different stuff for them to do. Sure. Right? It's not like the important thing about this is how it plays, because how it plays is fucking KOL, right? So it just needs to be balanced. Like, whatever we're taking away, we need to give something back. Hmm. Like, I'm not worried... What I'm saying is I'm not worried about whether it's fun or not, because for the people for whom it is intended, it will be fun. Um... And finally, you, Jick, asked on the Monday show how I knew the Corral art was from 2009. Sadly, it's not anything complicated. When I went to add it to the wiki, I found it already added by URL manipulators with upload dates in 2009. Hope that oh, answers wow. that. Oh, okay. <sighs> kind of hate the web. URL <laughs> manipulators. I mean, there are... 
There have probably been periods of time where somebody ran a script to just request every dictionary. Well, I mean, a lot of stuff that's been leaked wasn't even dictionary words, right? So, like, just every combination of characters. That's rough. Um, P.S. What are the current chances of a Jarlsberg equivalent to request sandwich for doing 17 softcore Jarlsberg runs or 9 hardcore ones so the skill points don't matter with the bucket? Uh, It's probably... I don't know. It's the kind of thing we should have done to begin with, but that kind of thing is always such a low priority when we're desperate to get things out uh michael reen says do the days of the kol month have names there's eight days in each month but they don't seem to have any days aside from their number aren't they just all tardus (laughs) i haven't heard that one i think tardus i'm sorry god what was it there was something that i wrote for the calendar that references that like i days of the week i think yeah i think i divided the eight day month into for two day weeks <laughs> and then and then gave those two na- those two days names i think they were ron ronde and grim day actually so okay. so the month just alternates between ronde and grim day is one of them a weekend uh i don't think so hmm. yeah because like a three-day weekend would just cut a day off of your next weekend <laughs> yeah uh, Vlad TP says, if Jick dies, can everybody do enough things to replace him effectively? Also, what sort of horrible name would we call the day when one of you died? Uh, Turdus? <laughs> um, it depends on what you mean by effectively. Yeah. But no. <laughs> I'm Th- fucking irreplaceable. Things would fall apart at some point. I mean, you know, you guys would have plenty of time to find new jobs. Before, <laughs> right? It's not like, it's not like I'm holding on to something that is preventing the office from exploding like miles <laughs> miles dyson um, you didn't pull the pin out of the office and no. you're not holding the, the office handle down kodakun says i bet you hate it when people post things that aren't actually questions uh, uh says question that may destroy your business how much money do you think each of your contributions make for the game like what proportion of the profit of the game is because of x's work Nah, I don't even. I don't even. Know. <laughs> yeah, I, again, I, like 90% me. Yeah, I can't even begin to guess how to quantify that. It's such a weird thing, right? I, I'm, I'm joking when I say 90% me. It is. It, uh, there's that no would be, fucking talent. That, yeah, that is basically impossible to, to discern because we. A lot of money comes in because of the items of the month, right? Which, at a fundamental level, like even having that store was like Scully's idea, right? Or was it your idea? Or some com- I, I it was a combination of the two of you. Yeah, I don't really remember. Like it was it was that first trip to Boston where we met that I had written down in my notebook switching to a model where there was a $5 currency and so like getting rid of Mr. Accessories and oh. just you got a piece of currency for every $5 and then there were just various things that you could get. Yeah, for those five dollars, and I didn't end up doing it that way. But the idea was sort of nascent. At that yeah, point. the idea was the idea was there in that notebook, and I don't remember if that was like because Scully suggested giving people something else to yeah. get once they had already given us thirty dollars and had all the Mister Accessories they could equip, which were like the best accessory in the game at the time. We've always, I mean, but like when it comes to items of the month, we we've been. I mean, it's not going to be like divided equally but there's that's been 
everybody has definitely pitched in for that and then the content of the game is it's every i mean like i'm not it it is definitely not equal you know i I definitely do think that jick has the lion's share of the but i mean probably with so so i i think though that a lot of that just comes down to like i i sort of am the auteur Mm -hmm. of this right like it is it is my game right and i'm the one that makes the like i'm the one that has to like communicate the vision and get the team working together and like if if riff made something that i didn't like i would like change it before i put it in right and that that relationship only flows in that direction but like you know I, i think that we could we could lose any one employee and probably make exactly the same amount of money we could lose two employees and maybe make 80 percent as much money but if we lost four employees it would probably just fall apart because there would be no way to maintain any kind of a pace of content development and i think people would probably lose interest and just drift away i mean it would fall apart very slowly i mean i think if we just like you know what would happen if we just stopped doing items of the month like we could probably we could probably continue to operate on our savings for a six months maybe if if no if there were just no new donations at all if we there didn't... probably would be there would continue to be donations even if we weren't selling anything new yeah i don't know yeah i don't know either wax says what is your favorite stereotype also what is your favorite type of stereo Man, I phone. Your phone is your favorite stereo. Yeah, I haven't had a stereo in a long time. Stereos are always broken. Uh, I have a. I think I have a Technics uh, receiver. Apparently, all receivers are crap. Uh, According uh, to my friend Franz Robson. Dolby. Dolby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming his name is Franz Dolby. Um, but I have like a Technics one that I like, and then I've got I got a pair of Bose speakers, which I really like. Uh, you know, I know you're supposed to you're supposed to believe that Bose speakers are overrated, but uh, my PC speakers that I use are Bose speakers. Bose, they're like just these hundred dollar Bose speakers from Best Buy, and they are so fucking solid. Mm-hmm. Like I just I like them so much. And, and when when we used to uh, when I was part owner of a of a sound company. Uh, we we didn't have Bose stuff. We had JBLs because Bose were really expensive. But we worked with another guy once or twice who had some Bose stuff, and it was really good stuff. I mean, I don't know anything about the kinds of things that people who really care about audio care about. Yeah, I'm not I'm because not it's just not that important yeah, to no. me. Right? I've I mean, got a. I've got. I I wish I was sitting at my desk so I could give name brands uh but i've got a a pair of headphones that i bought recently that i really like that are really high quality for the price and uh actually grab those headphones that are on top of my desk and tell me what are on top of my computer there and tell me what brand they are because i can't i can recommend a really good set of headphones (laughs) Um, actually hmm, if i uh if i click off of skype on my phone will it not hang up stretch you will still be talking to us if you do that i learned that during the monday show then i can look up on amazon what i phillips o'neill stretch is the headphones that i have they are great my problem with headphones is that 
because I wear glasses, a lot of headphones, especially cheap headphones, if I wear them for more than like a half an hour, they start to really, really hurt my ears. Like from pressing them against my my glasses. I have stopped so. wearing headphones that, that go over my ears, and I just I almost exclusively use uh, in ear headphones at this point. Hmm. Uh, I just got into the habit of using those when I edit podcasts because it's it just makes it it drowns out room noise more. Well, you know? the, the in ear ones block out a lot of mm, extraneous for you noise. because you use those crazy rubber plug ones but, well that's the in, no. that's what makes I don't like doing ear. that because it makes uh, it makes my tears start to fill my stomach up <laughs> and eventually Instead I just coming out of I just ears. vomit a huge a huge amount of salt water and it upsets my cat <laughs> and you, you turn back from panda to human yes what good is a whoopee <laughs> cushion says cowman bob if the person you give it to doesn't provide you with audible humor all right. Uh, Choo Choo says, I think my question the other night was either accidentally missed or skipped on purpose. I'm assuming it was the latter, but... <laughs> Just in case. Character name changes. Can this maybe can this be put on the maybe list for this year? Not, that, not changes that can be done flippantly, but perhaps a once-per-account lifetime kind of thing. But Choo Choo, your name is so great. I mean, it's no splash fart. <laughs> Doglord420. Yeah. Hey guys, says Sandwich Dude, now that Age of Jarl's Barkley has been going on for over a month now, I wanted to know if the Cosmic Buckets are still selling or if sales have now tapered off into obsolescence. I have not been watching at all. I've not looked at all. Yeah. So, uh, Also, have you guys been enjoying adding to the sea as much as the players have been enjoying the additions? I haven't tried it out yet, but all the excitement makes it really tempting to hang out in Aftercore instead of doing back-to-back Jarl's Barkley runs. I don't know if people are really playing with it. People have talked about it. They are talking about it a little bit, and like, there's some of the new stuff in the mall. But yeah, I don't, I don't know that there is... Like, I think when it is done, there will be a little surge of, like, you will have a much more compelling reason to spend time down there. Yeah. But. I'm I'm curious how that's going to compete with. Me too. Challenge Pass. Me too. Because. If I were a player, I would be staying out of it now, I think. It will, if, if you knew what you knew. If you yeah, know, you know. yeah, yeah. I mean, Emily asked me, she's like, is there new stuff in the sea? And I said, yeah, but if you're having fun with Jarlsberg, I would keep doing Jarlsberg until we get done right. with the sea. Yeah. I finally have an answer for that question. Okay. My uh, external computer speaker that I use is an iHome. It's a little... Uh, it's a little sort of fist-sized accordion thing. I don't know really how to describe it, but it's uh, it puts out a surprising amount of bass for a tiny little thing, and it sounds really good. And my uh, headset that I use is a Sennheiser HD 429. That sounds like something like a microphone from like a from like a cyberpunk novel. Yeah. Yes, Sennheiser. Yeah, it kind of does. They're really good. They sound sweet, and they weren't expensive at all. Uh, I got it. Um, referred to from a metafilter thread when people were talking about what crap those uh those new headsets that are popular because they have a rapper's name on them are beats by dr dre yeah did they give you the most sexist headphones (laughs) are they are they headphones designed uh to work whether you sit or stand to wipe your ass They uh, they have a special attachment so your literal Viking horns don't uh, get in the way. Okay, uh, and they they make it so if your cat tries to chew on uh, the cord, it declaws the cat. <laughs> it detooths the cat. Oh. 
Uh, HKC says, in Age of Jarl's Barkley, when you try the bang potion that's actually alcohol, why doesn't it get refused the way it would be in Oxycore? Kind of got kicked in the nuts by that one in a previous run, went over the drunkenness limit unexpectedly. Yeah, that is a little weird. Hmm. I mean, he will drink something if he doesn't know that it's booze. Oh, that's complicated. Yeah, right. And, I mean, he'll he'll eat a piece of string, you know? As long uh, as he summoned the string himself. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, that's all the questions, and I think that we should uh, take ourselves a little bit of a breaky, breaky for me to get another beer, and then we should record a fucking video games hot dog. Cool. All right. Bye, kids. See ya. Have a great week, everyone.